you guys ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Okay, so I'm going to go straight into the passage. Everyone turn to Joshua 1, 6 through 9. just going to read it for you all right okay in joshua 1 6 through 9 it says be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land i swore to their ancestors to give them be strong and very courageous be careful to obey all the law my servant moses gave you do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go and keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditated on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. I could honestly just end, end there. <laughs> because God's calling us to be strong and courageous. Amen. And for many of you guys here, I hope you guys were blessed during that prayer time. We purposely did that because I really felt, us staff really felt that God is calling you guys to be strong and courageous. That he wants to encourage you tonight. And I hope that this word will encourage you. And it's, it might sting a little, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. So in this passage, actually before that, so this, this is the very first chapter of the book of Joshua, right? And here we see that Joshua is appointed as the leader, right? And he's appointed as the leader after the death of Moses, okay? And so Joshua, Moses, who, who did he lead? Where was, who did he lead? The Israelites, right? And he was called to lead the Israelites to the promised land, and he wasn't able to do that. But Joshua, after the death of Moses, Joshua was appointed as the leader, to lead the Israelites to the promised land. And in verses 3 to 5, God tells Joshua that he will give him every place that he sets his foot on as he has promised Moses, right? And not only that, but God makes it very clear to Joshua that no one will be able to stand against him. No one, okay? All the days of his life. So God, God promised Joshua that he would be with him. He will never forsake him. He will never leave him, right? And from these passages, we can see that God is with him and also that God believes in Joshua. Not only that, but uh, we're able to see that Joshua is, has become someone of influence. God has placed him to be someone of influence. And um, in these nine verses alone, from verse 1 through 9, so in verses 6 through 9, God says, be strong and courageous three times. Three times. And... That's a lot to say in three verses. Be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And so I want to actually focus on that part where God says be strong and very, be strong and courageous, right? So here, uh, you, may, you may be wondering why. Why is he saying be strong and courageous? Why, right? Joshua was tr being trained under Moses for a really long time. Moses mentored Joshua, okay? And so I'm sure when he got this leadership position, he was like, oh, man, I'm succeeding. Like, I'm now taking the leadership, taking the, the mantle, right, of Moses, this amazing, amazing leader, right? So if, if you were in Joshua's position, you'll be like, oh, oh man, like, 
<laughs> what am I supposed to do, <laughs> right? Because it's, it's Moses. So I'm pretty sure for Joshua, he had a bit of fears in him. A lot of doubts, wondering, like, can I do this? Will I be able to do this? A lot of insecurities, right? And so Joshua as well needed to walk in faith. He needed to. He wasn't just right when God said, go for it. He was like, yes, Lord. Like, he, he wasn't like that. Like, God had to make it clear. He, God had to continue to tell him, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And I'm sure for many of you guys, you're sort of able to relate, right? Even just this Christian walk, it's not easy. Like, being an Emmaus student, already people have placed this, like, expectation on you or even just this identity on you of you're supposed to be someone different right and for joshua he was um supposed to be someone different now he he became a leader so now there's a whole new um standard for joshua and for you guys as well there's a whole new standard when you're you're not not just an amazed student but as someone who received jesus and believe that he is Lord, and now you can say, I am a Christian. Not just like religious-wise, but you're saying, okay, I, I accepted him into my life. And now I believe that he's my Lord. Then your standard of living is totally different. And so for you guys, I'm pretty sure you felt that tension of, I'm supposed to be someone different. I'm a Christian. And so, you know, like there's, Things that you do that now, like maybe there's things that you've done in the past that now you can't do. And then there's things that you've never done, but now you do. Yeah, just let that, just think about a bunch of things. I don't need to give examples, right? Okay. Um, In this Joshua as well, he needed to, Trust in God. And for you guys, you need to trust in God. Like you being a, become a Christian, you're not just running the Christian faith alone. You're trusting in God and that he's now the one leading your life and no longer you. Right? Um, and Joshua had to trust in that. He had to trust that God was the one leading him to lead the Israelites. God was the one going ahead. And God promised to give him everything that he needed. Right? God promised him that Joshua had everything that he needed and that he was going to go, he was going to do it. And, you know, for us, too, sometimes God is saying, he, he tells us, like, in the world, like, don't be afraid. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm there for you. Like, he's, he's our Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He's with us. And we know all these truths, yet we're like, for some reason, how come there's, this tension of really believing it. And in this word, Joshua as well, he, God had to say, be strong and courageous because him, he needed to face his fears. God also recognized that Joshua had fears. He had fears. And one fear was people's, the way that people viewed him. I'm sure that not all the Israelites are wholeheartedly saying, yes, Joshua, you are our leader. Not all the Israelites. I'm, I'm sure there was a lot. Okay? Even that one person, I'm pretty sure it would affect him, you know? Like, even for, you know, if for those that you're in, like, for those that are in leadership, you know, like, if that one person is someone like, eh, it really affects you. 
it sort of bugs you the wrong way, right? So I'm sure for Joshua too, like he's not dumb. He's a human being. So he knows if someone's against him, right? So even for us, when someone tells you be strong and courageous, they don't just tell you just for the heck of it. If someone just told me and like, I'm so secure and say, they say, Tina, be strong and courageous. I'll be like, okay, (laughs) thank you. Yes, but if they're saying it when I'm really fearful and they really mean it and they speak it into my life, I'll be like, all right, that's the truth. I will be strong and courageous. But it's only usually when you have some kind of fear of some sort, right? And here God is recognizing Joshua's fear and he's saying, be strong and courageous. And one of the fears that I want to focus on is the fear of man. The fear of man. You know, in this, you know, for, for many of us, I'm sure you're able to sort of relate, okay? For some, you have been a Christian for a long time. For others, it, has been, it hasn't been that long. But no matter what, you guys all know that now your life needs to be different. It needs to look different. You're no longer living for yourself, but you're living for something much bigger than you. Right? So because of that, there's slightly more responsibilities in your life that's placed upon you. You're living for something much bigger than you. Okay? And through Joshua, God was going to bring the Israelites into the promised land. But did you know that God also has an amazing, amazing, amazing plan for each and every one of you? An amazing plan. He wants to use each and every one of you to expand his kingdom, to set people's lives free, not out of your own strength, but to reveal that they can do all things through him who gives them strength, right? And did you know that he believes in each and every one of you? But how many of you deep inside also have this deep desire of, to be one of influence, to be one that really sets people's lives free, to be one that people come to and be like, hey, and you're like, hey, and you speak life into them, right? You know, but let me ask you another question. This actually will will sting a little. How many of you guys want to be that kind of person of influence but actually have influence? How many of you guys could confidently say, I have influence? There's a couple. I do. (laughs) I think I do. Um, But... How many of you guys can actually ask that to yourself? You know? I want you guys to ask yourself that question. Think about everybody that you meet and ask yourself, do people want to meet Jesus through me? Do people, do I influence people? In in a way where you influence them to to make it clear they're living a life that's so much bigger than them too do you speak life into people do you say hey you know what you're called to dream bigger dreams because god is the one that's going to take you hey you know what you're called to you know depression that's not that's not of you and god wants to set you free like do you guys have that kind of influence when you go to a friend who's really sad are you just the type of person that sits really quietly and be like you know, or do you look at them and be like, hey, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? 
So in Proverbs 29, 25, it says, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. The Hebrew word that is used to translate the word snare in this verse, I, I want Hebrew, is called, it is malquesh. <laughs> mo, mo quesh. And it is defined as, as follows, anus. And anus is, is this like thing to catch animals. So it's like something that you wrap around their neck and then you catch them. Okay. It's basically a trap. All right. So here it's saying in the NLT, it translates as fearing people is a dangerous trap. But trusting the Lord means safety. And for each and every one of us, God has called us to be ones of influence. God has called you to be someone of influence that expands his kingdom. He believes in you. He believes in you. We're called to share the gospel. We're called to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Right? We're called to set people free. We know, like, for us individually, we sit here because we know God's real. I hope. <laughs> we sit here because we know God's real. We know God's living. We know God's in our lives. And to sit here, there should be a hunger to have other people have what you have in greater measures. But for many of us, for many, we're paralyzed with the fear of man to ever reveal the love of Jesus Christ. Paralyzed. It's funny because when you're in, in the world, right? Not in the world, just in school. That's the world, sorry, that's the world. <laughs> when you're in school, you, you sit in class and for some reason, when you, when you're, you could talk about everything in the world. You could talk about what you ate, you could talk about, you could gossip, right? You could, you could talk about anything and it's okay. But once you put in the name Jesus for something, for some reason, everything gets awkward. Just everything just like, just gets really awkward. It's like, sorry, why should I be sorry? What? Right? But for some reason, if you use the name Jesus Christ as you would a four-letter swear word, it's okay. That's messed up. How could you confidently say Jesus Christ in like a, like you would say a swear word, and not be able to do that when you're actually talking about the real Jesus Christ? What's stopping you? We live in a society where people, the word of, of people, the, the, how people view us plays such a big role in our identity. Plays such a big role in who we are. Right? Instead of trusting God's voice, we trust in people's voice to depend, uh, to speak into our identity, speak into our worth. So when, when, when you think of like the Christian life, people think it's abnormal. So you feel like a freak. And so you don't say anything about it. And you say, yeah, I, I, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm able to relate. I'm not saying I don't do it. Like, there's times where I'm just, like, really awkward. If, especially in, in an area where there's so many non-Christians and I'm sitting there and, like, I understand you guys, okay? <laughs> That's all I have to say. I'm not like, yeah, Jesus. Like, even for me, I'm going to sit there and be like, <laughs> you know? I understand. But, you know, as Christians, we do choose to live 
that different life. That's why you guys received Christ, right? He's the one that personally encountered you, revealed himself to you. Shouldn't that be for other people too? That sounded like a Dr. Seuss little like. Anyways. <laughs> However, you know, here it's, I was in the verse, in the, in the Proverbs, it was saying how the fear of man is like a snare. So for us, Satan, though Christians, though we are Christians, though we are meant to live for more, though we were meant to really bring Christ into um, everyone's lives, right? Reveal Jesus to everyone and, and, and share the gospel, right? Satan seeks to place the snare or the fear of man into us upon our necks. It's not that big. You know, a snare is not that big. It's pretty small. Okay. But it's around your neck. So you're getting dragged like crazy. All right. You're getting dragged. And if you allow Satan, the devil to place this fear of man into your neck, it has the potential to cripple you. So now it doesn't even matter if you're a Christian because now it's, it's battling with fear. So you're battling your faith with your fear. They cannot coincide. You cannot have both of it. It's either faith or fear, right? But for me, this was so evident in my life, like the first 23 years of my life. I lived in fear, utter fear. Okay. And so I, am sure you guys, for those that were at the retreat, you guys saw my cardboard testimony, right? And it's saying, I never thought I could be a leader. And then I flipped it and it's like, now I'm the campus director of Yonsei. That's, I know, that's pretty crazy. (laughs) I am also still in awe how God brought me here. It's, it's shocking for me, right? For me personally, my testimony, I can't say I've done drugs. I haven't. Praise Jesus. Okay. I can't say that I was promiscuous. I never stole. Some of our staff have. <laughs> Not to expose that. But I can't say that I've not ever done any of that. Okay. I can't say any of that. Mine was the total opposite. For me, I was born and raised into a Christian family. I received Christ at sixth grade. Okay. I was a good student. I got good grades. All right. I had good friends, not to boast, right? But <laughs> sort of. However, the one fear that crippled my life was the fear of man. So you may think, oh my gosh, like she was a Christian. She loved Jesus. And yeah, I knew everything. For me, I was a Christian that knew everything. I knew what it meant to share about Jesus. I knew what it meant to love others as myself. I knew what it meant to die to myself and put others before me. I knew what it meant to not do bad things because I didn't do a lot of bad things, you know. I knew what it meant, yet I still had fear crippling me. Because I feared man, I also feared rejection. Funny enough, I couldn't answer the phone. I couldn't call people. You know, like now you guys see me and you think, oh, wow, she's like really, really loud and really, really confident. I was a rock. I didn't talk like the 20 years of my life. I was a rock. I didn't talk. 
I, I was afraid to call people because I thought if they don't answer, they rejected me. Right? I was like, I couldn't do any of that. I feared rejection. I feared failure. I feared all these things because of my fear of people. So, though I knew I was a Christian, though I knew that I was called to live for so much more, I had no influence at all. And I'm not proud of it, okay? Not proud of it. In reality, people had influence over me. What people said had massive influence over me. So if people said, hey, you look really good today, it's like, yeah, I look good today. If people said, hey, if they didn't say anything, I'd be like, oh, I look like crap. <laughs> if they didn't say anything, it doesn't even matter because none of my friends hurt me in that way. They would never say anything bad to me because uh, I, was so, I wasn't like sensitive, but they just assumed that I would be sensitive. So none of my friends ever did that, but I created all these lies. So I said, oh my gosh, I look like crap if nobody said anything. Um, yeah. But for me, in the end, I realized, even for the reasons I studied, it was actually just to create a name for myself. Because I knew I was supposed to be inf like influential, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to be one of the silent ones that study really, really, really hard and become a freaking doctor. <laughs> and after that, my name will be known, right? And so that's what I did. I studied really hard. I changed to journalism, but even journalists, their names are known. It's, in, it's on the paper and stuff like that, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to study really, really hard to make my name known, to be someone awesome. And you know what? Since I'm a Christian, it's going to be proof that God's a part of my life and I would inject God into every one of my, my personal endeavors, right? Because of my fear of man, I stride, stride, strived and strived and strived. Okay. You know, like I said, I had, my friends had more influence than me, more influence over me. Like I said I didn't do drugs. I was never promiscuous. I never did any of these things. But I bet you if my friends actually tempted me, I would have done all of it. Because I was so influenced by people. So if they're like, you want to do this? I'll say, no. Okay. I'll try it all once just for the heck of it. And that's why I went to college because I wanted to do all of it. I felt like a loser. I felt like a freaking boring Christian girl. So I'm like, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to go buck wild because then God can make my testimony awesome foolishness right my testimony is awesome as it is i don't need any of those things and i really want to encourage those that even think your testimony is boring because you don't have all that other like extra frills in your I don't know, <laughs> testimony right the only reason why i didn't do those things is because my friends never invited me they never wanted to taint my purity my purity, I was pure in the outside, but you know how last week pa Pastor, Chris, uh, Pastor Aaron was preaching about the private world? My private world was not pure at all. My mind was tainted. I watched, I sweared at my brother all the time. I chucked things at him all the time. My anger that was like boiling at school, it would all go to my brother. I had to actually ask him for forgiveness because <laughs> I, I did everything at home. So my private world sucked. But my friends all thought I had, like, an angel life. They thought I was the best. They thought my family was awesome. But that's another story, right? For me, I feared man. I feared what people thought of me. Rather than trusting in the word of God, 
and trusting that he will be he will also make my name known. You know, he he promised Abraham. He said, I'm going to Abraham moved in faith. God said, Abraham, go and Abraham went. And God said, all right, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name known. I'm going to bless your generations. All these things. He said that. And I knew those promises. And instead of trusting in that word that God gave to Abraham, which is my inheritance, I trusted in what man thought of me. I trusted in the world. And the funny thing is, basically, I lived a very self-centered life. I was a Christian, but I lived a very self-centered life. The reason why I feared man was because I needed to save my, my, myself. The reason why I saved man, uh, that I feared man was because I didn't want man to reject me. Tina, I didn't want man, I didn't want people to think that I was a loser. So, I mean, if, since I studied really hard, obviously I wasn't like a cool jock or anything, but I was a very well-rounded student that people knew. I was like, all right. I did my sports. I did my music. I did my clubs. I was at it. I was like, I'm going to make my name known in every way, right? So because I feared man, I lived everything for myself. I was very selfish. If you hear everything I said, it was I, 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 I. You fear man because you want your name to be known. Fearing that if you live for God, your name will never be known. Fearing that you're going to live this nun or monk Christian. That makes no sense. Fearing that you're just going to not get married and you're just going to, you know, live a very, very boring, geez, Christian life. Which is a lie, by the way. The Christian life is, is fun. I could tell you from experience and right now too how fun it is. But instead, right, God has made it very clear if you choose to trust him first, everything will come into order. Everything will come into order. And for me personally, God has been taking me on this crazy journey of faith. A crazy journey of faith. If you ask me, you can ask me on this side. Basically, everything that I plan for my life and plan to inject God's name in, I'm not doing any of it. I'm not doing any of it. I'm standing here before you guys. Honestly, this, I never would have guessed that I would be doing this. Because funny enough, I was a student right here, like you guys all know. And Matt walked over there with someone that was my staff when I was a student. And he knew, he knew everything that I wanted to do. And I was a very passionate and zealous one in a very quiet way. If that makes any sense. Now I trust that God knows best. I don't care what man thinks. I don't care to please man. If you talk to the staff here too, you're going to make it very clear. They really don't give uh uh-uh of what you think. You know, even if you have to ask the stutters that really choose to seek the Lord first. Someone even complimenting me now. I'm like, thank you. I don't say, oh, it's to the Lord. I say, thank you. 
because God can do better, right? But when someone compliments me and I say thank you, but I'm not going to wait put weight onto their word like it's some awesome, like this is my identity. I already know who I am. So man cannot really, the words of man, unless it's the Lord's and of God's people, right? It really can't shake me. So if someone's saying something behind my back, no longer will it affect me like it did in the past. If someone says something behind my back, I'll be like, oh, well, bless your heart, my friend. You know, but I'm going to bless them. I'm going to choose to bless them. If it's something really bad, I'm going to confront them in love, right? But if it's something that's not worth, you know, confronting, don't let it affect you. Why? Waste your freaking time. Don't waste your time moaning and groaning about, oh, my gosh, that person said I look ugly today. Or, oh, my gosh, that person said I'm dumb. Who cares? Did God say you're dumb? No. So always, I'm like, now I'm going to turn all things around for my good. And if it's a lie, obviously, I'm going to change it to the truth, right? So if I'm ugly, that means I'm really pretty. For me, I'm called to stay obedient in the word. I'm called to stay obedient in seeking him daily in staying in his presence, seeking the Lord first, right? And everything else overflows. Everything else comes into place. This is something that Pastor Aaron also preached last, last week. Private world. Everything will overflow, will come into place even in your public world, if you know. And even this fear of man, you're, you're fearing man because you're f- fearing your public reputation. But fearing God, nobody really knows but you and God. Right? That will naturally overflow into the natural. He's, God is a jealous God and he wants all of you. Not half of you. Lukewarmness? Spit it out. Rather be hot or cold, right? Lukewarmness is useless. He wants all of you. And for me, I was a lukewarm Christian because I feared man for 20-something years of my life. I'm not really old, so it's pretty recent. (laughs) But he desires to use you powerfully. And the truth is, you are someone of influence when you're in Christ. You are a precious child of God, our almighty king. A king has mad influence, then his children does too, doesn't he? Don't they? Right? When you seek him first, he will lead, and he will give you the influence. Think about it. More than having man, people believe in you, how much more important is it for God to believe in you? And really, it's funny because God doesn't play hard to get. People do. And we're, God's saying, I believe in you. I love you. I, I believe in you, believe in you, believe in you. But be strong and courageous and trust in him. But here we are trying to, to try to get the affirmation of man who plays hard to get. Think about this huge God saying, I believe in you. And you're thinking this tiny little person saying, I believe in you. And you're like, oh, I, th- I, I believe you so much better than I believe in you, right? <laughs> God believes in you. Let him believe in you. Believe that he believes in you. 
Some of you have desires and dreams, right? However, I want to ask you, what is the fuel for fulfilling those dreams? Are you running with the fear of man or seeking approval from man? Or are you running with faith in God and declaring his goodness over all the earth? What's fueling your dreams and desires? Because those dreams and desires God has placed in you, you didn't just wonderfully create it on your, with, you know, by yourself. He's given it to you, but what's fueling it? Becoming a Christian is not what scares the enemy. You guys sitting here doesn't scare the devil. You guys coming every week to large group doesn't scare the devil that much. You guys going to church doesn't really scare the devil. Really doesn't. What scares the devil, what scares the enemy is Christians who know who they are in the Lord. Christians who walk in faith, not in fear. And they know that they can have massive damage for the kingdom of God. They know that living this life is so much bigger than them. It's not just creating their own name. But it's creating, it's lifting the name of Jesus, letting his name be known. And naturally, your name automatically will be known. Automatically, but it's first choosing him. The devil's fear is knowing when we have confidence in the power of Christ. In the gospel power in the gospel let's trust in god let's believe that he believes in us each and every one of you guys have an amazing calling i know some of you guys are like i'm lost i don't know what my dreams are i don't know what my future holds um i don't really I'm not really interested in anything, right? But let me assure you, God has an amazing plan for each and every one of you. But let me also assure you, it's not, I'm not saying the Christian life is easy. And I'm not saying that people will understand you easily, right? The Christian life is not easy, but all of you also know that life is not easy. Is life easy? Not really. <laughs> life has its up and downs, and the Christian life, as you guys label it, also has its up and downs. But why live life without God when both of them can be, you know? Might as well have a life that's easier with God, though both of them may not be easy. trust that he believes in you trust that he believes in you so going back to the original passage of joshua right joshua he ends up trusting in the lord the rest of the chapter the rest of even like the book it's continuous of him having faith in the lord having faith in in the commands that god's given him be strong and courageous joshua said okay i'll be strong and courageous he didn't care what people think. He didn't care if nobody believed in him. He believed that God has placed him there, so he went for it. He remained faithful to God. Right? And because of that, it's pretty crazy because what God did through Joshua was far beyond what Joshua could have done on his own. 
Joshua was used to split the Jordan River. Joshua, God used Joshua to, like you guys did during Familia, the wall of Jericho fell. And Joshua's name was known. But God's, God's name was known even more because it was proof that Joshua couldn't do it on his own. And for us, God's challenging us to live that life of faith. To be strong and courageous in our Christian walk and to live the life of faith. Instead of fearing man. Because fearing man, like I said, escalated to all these crazy different fears. That was not necessary. God believes in you more than any man will. He will believe in you even more than you believe in yourself. That's pretty crazy. He believes in you more than you might believe in yourself. For us, he's just saying, stay in faith. Faith, just believe in me. Believe in me.